Listening to the Padawan Perspective Podcast, a multi-generational Star Wars experience. Brought to you by the Star Wars Report Second Airborne Division Podcast Network. With your hosts, Mark, Barrett, Taylor, and Barrow. Join us as we discuss the Rebels TV show on Disney XD, as well as Star Wars fandom across the galaxy. On the Padawan Perspective, the multi-generational podcast of the Star Wars Report Second Airport Podcast Division. Sweet. Welcome to the Padawan's Perspective, your multi-generational podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Herleman, and joining today, we've got my Padawan daughter, Taylor Jade. Hey! And from our Southern Cali Jedi Enclave, we have Jedi Master Barrett Lawton and his Padawan Pharaoh. It's good to be of service to the Rebellion. Hello, Padawans. That, I, I, I don't think I can top that. That was, that was a good uh, introduction. All right, can I just jump right into the description? Well, are you going to do the description, or is Mark... Taylor's got it this time. I do. The kid trope. Double Agent Droid is the 19th episode of the animated television series Star Wars Rebels' third season. It aired on March 11, 2017 on Disney XD. The official description for the episode reads... When Chopper comes under Imperial control, the future of the entire rebellion is at stake. That's quick and simple, right to the point. And the IMDb description reads, Chopper and AP-5 infiltrate an Imperial station in order to steal some necessary codes when things go awry for the droids and the crew of the Ghost. Or as we get on cable, Chopper and AP-5 team up to infiltrate an Imperial station to steal needed codes. But an Imperial specialist turns to the droids against the crew to cause chaos. Ooh, the rundown on this one. During the successful mission to capture the secret data, Chopper gets hijacked by an ISB agent known as the Controller. Under the Controller's control, Chopper almost single-handedly takes down Phoenix Squadron by sending their data core to the ISB ship, which is an IGV-55 surveillance vessel. Sounds pretty simple, sounds pretty easy, but this episode was on point. Uh, We always ask... A question to you, Padawans. Now, this episode had two of them that I wanted to throw your way. So the first one we ask is, what is a refresher? And the second one, what is a data spike? Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to guess on refresher. Refresher is like for refresher for the episode? And data spike? No, I, that, I'm, I, I'm not answering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let Pharaoh off the hook that easy. Oh. Okay, all right. I don't know. Oh. Data spike, data spike, that... That one thing that um, Chopper, R2-D2, and all of them, the thing that goes into the one other thing, and then they go... You're in the ballpark. Farrell? A refresher is a thing you put in your room when it smells bad, and it freshens it. <laughs> You're talking about like, an air freshener? <laughs> I like where your head's at. Okay, okay. A data spike? Um, that's... I thought it was the thing that Tay said. It was like the little, like, rod that you insert... 
Yeah. Now, now, what was it? Two episodes back, Baron, we saw them use the uh, a control rod, which they used a little cylinder in that same data port jack. So we'll go with the data spike one first because I know even Baron doesn't know what a refresher is, which is kind of shocking me at this moment. I'm, I'm dealing with that, processing that. So we're going to, while I'm processed, go with the data spike. The data spike, we see it in this, and it's basically it's an electronic device that when it's connected to the computer, it allows the slicer, or the hacker, or whoever, chopper, R2 in this case, uh, it allows them into the secure computer programs to get at the data. So if you've got one that's got a really high-plex algorithm, this will get you past it. Now, this originally, it was one of those things that we did see in A New Hope, but it really came to life in the role-playing games in the kotor games and things like that you'd go to a computer station if you had a computer spike and you had the computer uh skill with that computer spike you could basically hack into anything so to see it being used for the first time in this aspect was kind of cool now the refresher is something that is it's basically a bathroom that's, Are you that's all it is. And it's been something that we've never really saw in canon. And it's only really been explored oh! in the expanded universe with the sonic shower and things of that nature. And then recently in the new canon, they stopped calling it a refresher. They started calling it legitimately a bathroom or a restroom. And this was something that me and Nathan on Beyond the Films were like, whoa, why did we toss Refresher? Well, they finally brought Refresher back as the useful term for the bathroom. And we actually saw Wedge in the Refresher and AP5 bust in on him. So getting back to the episode at hand, this is a funny episode. There's a lot of humor coming along. We got a lot of bathroom jokes, <laughs> a lot of stuff ahead. Yeah, you're right. Why was that an important detail? The <laughs> That was the funniest oh, right. part. Like... Oh, He's yeah. like, AP5? Like, you know. He's like, oh, good idea. We can talk here. It was so like, funny. Why was Wedge so embarrassed? That's what I want to know. Well, I love the fact that this was Hera's best team, as Zeb put it. <laughs> it includes AP5, Chopper, and Wedge. The best Yeah, team. I was going to say, Zeb were freaking giggling so much at the very beginning. And their giggles were like totally like girly giggles. And so it was just like, <laughs> like it was so funny. Probably not as funny to you guys, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, the, the, I think, you know, Baron, it was about three episodes back. You were talking about AP being so funny. And I mean, this one, we definitely see, you know, I mean, to be Steve Stanton in this episode, all the lines he gets to deliver on this, anything you can do, I can do better. Yes. Yes, I can. No. Yes. Yes. Like the back and forth between him and Chopper. The way that plays into the fact that he's able to figure out something went wrong with Chopper. I mean, plays into all the classic stereotypes and tropes of all the old Star Wars novels. Like 3PO would have the critical piece of information, but nobody would listen to him. And he's sitting there like, I'm trying to tell you there's something wrong with Chopper. You're um you're definitely right about AP5 like being the comedic relief. It's like it's almost like he was programmed to just talk trash about other people. Every line yes. that came from him was like, "Oh, I I like just behind somebody's back talking bad about them." Even his own model. I mean, that was even or, that. Who did he roast? I don't know what he said, but he said something and I was just like, "Oh my god, he just roasted him so freaking hard." Like Oh, when he roasted Wedge and what yeah. he said was, uh, you have mistaken my attention to detail for an attack on your obviously fragile ego. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag burn, man. Dang, AP5. And what I, he couldn't even help himself. When he's stealing the data, he's talking to himself the whole time, patting himself yeah. on the back. I could have done this 
mission by myself. I'm going to just leave Chopper there. You know, he's just he just cannot help himself, AP5. But it's hilarious. And I was thinking, like, is he actually saying it out loud or is this the first time we're inside his head? But no, his mouth is actually moving. The little lights lighting up. It's like, oh, my God. If they had a listening device, he's just giving it all away. (laughs) I was kind of confused on where they were actually stealing the codes. Because where are they going? Is this a Imperial data ship? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I I didn't. I never, like. Because we have a new character here that's controlling the data ship, and you mentioned him before. He is the controller, and he is voiced by Josh Gad. Oh, no no. doubt. You might recently know him from the Beauty and the Beast remake, the live-action version. He was guest on. Taylor's going farther back. Farther back. Yeah, she's watched that recently, too, but she ain't going to recognize that. No, I knew... The one little sidekick. So that's it was Gaston, but yeah. you remember him as Ola. It wasn't Ola. Gaston. It wasn't or not, Gaston. Yeah, it yeah, was Gaston. Yeah, 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 uh, what, sidekick. What was Ola. the name of his Lafleur? Uh, Lafleur. That's what he was. He was Lafleur. So which one did he play in this? I did not know he was in this. He plays the yeah, controller. He plays he the main Lobot oh, guy. Oh, he. See, I don't know why. So I missed he, this episode when it first came on. I when we were watching this, I'm like, how did I not watch this episode? I remember seeing Twitter light up and everybody was making references to the controller being Pablo Hildago, and I was thinking, is that no? It doesn't sound like him. I did not catch that. To answer that your earlier question, Killen Station is a station operated by ISB. So yeah, it's basically like the scarif for the intelligence agencies. You know, I do remember how the big thing was. That the controller was wearing glasses. And now glasses are canon. Oh, yes. So now we have glasses yes. and the bathroom who are officially canon oh in this God. episode. Well, and all those ISB agents all basically being cyborgs because Lobot was a cyborg. So having that attached to one's head and then you take into consideration the Lando Calrissian comic where we learn that Lobot ends up being taken over by the computer programming on his. That's why he doesn't talk very much. He's basically all computer now. We know that they would enhance humans so they would be able to think faster. And you definitely saw this group acting fast. I mean, the way that they took control of Chopper, locked onto him while he was hooked up to that network, like that was some scary stuff, man. They were talking about reprogramming him. I mean, for a minute there, I thought we lost Chopper altogether, that we were just going to have basically like B4 from Star Trek. Like data, uh, data's gone, but B4 remains. Let's talk about Chopper here. When we first start off in the episode, he's regular Chopper, and then he gets taken over by the controller. And now he's kind of evil chopper but he's nice chopper evil chopper is nice chopper the one that everyone's suspicious of is the when he was nice is when everyone was suspicious of him he's like he complimented me is that that's not chopper my little sister Jaina, who was on on the last episode she was all like orange chopper is the good chopper and the black chopper is the bad chopper and like she was just totally comparing it to that and stuff because once he got electrocuted in a way she's all like is he turning bad? And then he was acting all mean. Well, he was technically, he was acting nice. It was great. Now, so the, the impression I got was that they reprogrammed Chopper to be controlled and that the controller was basically using Chopper like a first person droid. Did you guys not get that same vibe? Oh, yeah, I got that vibe. Do you feel like Chopper drugged Wedge, though? Like, when he brought in that milk? Like, I was waiting for Wedge to go into the refresher and, like, pass out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought it was the same thing, that it was, like, it was poison or something. There was a lot of weird things that they didn't follow through. That was one. The other one was where I, I could have swore AP5, the, the female AP5, 
was going to come back. Like, why introduce a female AP5? You know, you reassign, and she just kind of walks off. I just thought that was kind of... PC7 was her name. Yes, I thought that you introduce something in the beginning, and you have to bring it back at the end of the story, right, for it to be useful. Never saw her again. I thought that was kind of weird. Well, I think in this case, the difference is, is is the model of that unit has been used. It's AP5. And so now they're able to use AP5 in other ways. And in this re- regard, it gets back to what Pharaoh was saying, how he'll rib anybody, even his own his own model. I mean, the, the fact that he's like, you know, oh, I've been assigned. I'm your replacement. You go over here. And she's just like, okay. He's like, these units, they're so gullible. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. He's, he's brutal. He's brutal. One thing also I, I really dug was the look of their ship. Uh, the uh, IGV-55 surveillance vessel. It had a, a dome-type dish, like what Chopper has on the top of his dome, only massive. And then it had a bunch of sensor domes up above it. it reminded me of the uh, surveillance X-Wings that you would see in the role-playing games. They would do something similar with the nose of them, where they could, they could swivel the little radar dishes and stuff. But I thought that was kind of cool, that just the aspect that they had a ship like that. Now, do you think that they have more ships like that out there, or do you think like this might have been their only one? Well, I mean, I think they could have potentially had more ships like that. I hope they don't have more ships than that, and I hope the ha- the Emperor hopes they don't have any more ships like that, because he is not following protocol. He did not alert the Empire when he found out that he had some rebels. He wanted to take them down himself. So if you have a bunch of these rogue, intelligent ships out there, that's not a good thing for the Empire. So hopefully this is one of a kind. You almost wonder if the Empire like stored the information to the cloud because if you noticed, one of the things Chopper did was he had actually transmitted already 50% of the data core from the ghost ship. So the Empire had that information. Now, granted, it was probably all on that one surveillance ship, but it made me think, like, man, if they'd have been like live streaming this information somewhere, they'd have been hosed. I mean, the mission was almost completely successful. Almost. And, you know, another weird thing in this episode is when they the controller says that the information of where the base is is not stored on the unit. It's called Chopper Base. Hera says that she erases Chopper's memory every single, after every yeah. mission. Every jump, yeah. Well, that's got to mess Chopper up, right? I mean, we did that to C-3PO and he was all kind of messed up. No, no. So technically, this is why R2 acts as disobedient as he does because Luke well okay and, and that's also this is a legends angle Luke never wiped R2 and so R2 became buggy uh and later in legends R2 had had all these different things like he had recorded Anakin at the temple he had recorded a lot of the time Anakin was with Padme and Luke ends up finding this but part of the problem is because R2 was never wiped, it really corrupted his pathways. So it was always recommended that droids were wiped all the time. So if you think about it, you know, Chopper is an obsolete model, like like an old computer, right? Best way to keep it running, get rid of all the backup data. And I just like the fact that they've entered that into canon, that he's getting wiped after every mission. Zeb and Ezra were playing the chess game. Dejeric, yeah, yeah, the holographic chess. Yes. Oh, you know, yeah, I didn't like even that. notice that. I didn't catch that in the episode. Who was winning? Yeah. Did- did they let the wiki win or or Zeb, the old wiki win? I, I don't think we know. I mean, this is right before, you know, AP's trying to tell them all what's going on with Chopper. But I like that there's this great banner between AP and Ezra. He's like, is it wise for all five of us to go? Why? Are you afraid of Chopper now? No. Like, <laughs> like he's like, he's recognized something's up. Because when Chopper used the code 10, 
I believe is what it was, which was an imperial code for I'm going into sta- standby. And he's like, you never go into standby. You said it before. You know, you don't bring in something without utilizing it. And AP is perfectly utilized here. You know, they're able to utilize his skills as a inventory droid. And then all of his imperial information, all the knowledge he has, it just lights up. He's like, I did. I, or what did he say later to her? I hate to tell you, I tell you I told you so. We'll never not let you know it again. We'll always have you tell us each time. We finally had that. 3PO moment of, man, I've been trying to tell you. About AP5 getting knocked off the ship, I was kind of like really upset because I was like, wait, no, this can't be the last of him. I was so upset. And then when he was all like, I'm so happy right now. It's so peaceful. No, I'm like, he can't be dying. I was like, no. I thought this is it. This is how we're losing him. Like he's not going to, you got to come back for him. And then you see the little flying alien creature come by and he starts singing. Like, I'm like, oh my God, is he singing right now? He's like, I'm so happy. I I don't even know what he was singing, but it was great. I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. Then he sees that it's the ghost. He's like, no, no, what, 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 what was that? Okay. So he got knocked off the ship. Right. And then he was just left in space floating there. Okay. So first, was he hallucinating? Was he just, what? Was he dead? Yeah, and then I, there was like bug alien bird things flying around in no. space. And then he started floating up and then he started to sing and then the birds started singing with him. And then like, what? Is, are there, <laughs> is that no. canon? Are there birds in space now? Are there bird okay, bugs? No. It was a hallucination. I don't. <laughs> Do droids hallucinate? I don't know, but in Disney Infinity, those bird things, if you shoot them and stuff and knock them off or, like, kill them in a way, you will get points and get a token, and you have to reach, like, 150 of them to win. Gavin and I have gotten to, like, probably, like, 95, 96 around (laughs) that area. We haven't figured out what they are and stuff, but if you are, like, in Tatooine or something, you'll just find a whole bunch of them, and the point is to shoot them. You know, the whaled on uh, whale ship type things, the little whales that floated. We saw them, what, last season, right? No, we saw those in season two. No, that was... Wasn't that the Clone Wars? No, no. Ezra ran into him. That was, oh, that's that was right. Season. season one or season two. It wasn't last season. It was season one or season two because he was learning how to control... I think that was season two because he had just controlled yeah. those uh, cave monsters and then he had to control the whale monsters as well so yeah i think that was season two wow i you know you mentioned that tay that they were in the video game so they brought something out of the video game and made them canon so are they force birds are they in space Uh or were they in tatooine what are they canon do 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 droids hallucinate now why was he singing yeah why was yeah yeah knee brace why were they in they are knee brace knee brace These also exist in Legends as well. Uh, They first appear in the Clone Wars film. So these actually did come from that. They are a uh, Nibre man... Manitas, Manitas. Uh, they were a type of flying creature found throughout the galaxy, dwelling on planets like Tatooine, Rishi Moon, and even the void of space. In Disney Infinity, they're in all the worlds. So. <laughs> It's Infinity. Infinity is the most canon you can get. (laughs) Infinity itself is a canon level. It means it doesn't exist. (laughs) So droids can sing, droids can hallucinate, droids can have feelings like that? They, they Honestly, didn't seem the real. The singing thing was the most disturbing. It I'm didn't like, seem real. The droids just busting out in song? Yeah, it didn't yeah, it seem like, real. Wait. Where did he learn the song in this program? So it didn't seem real. I think that's a MacGuffin that we're going to have to give. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. if the actor who plays AP5 talked them into this. 
because no, I wonder if Steve he. Stanton? We'll I have wonder, to ask him. I wonder <laughs> if he accidentally, like the person who played that plays AP Five, accidentally did it, and they're all like, "Oh my god, we should totally just throw this in." Because I know that happens for a lot of movies. Yeah, because there's there's no way that they all sat down, a bunch of people, and they're like, AP Five should sing with a bunch of pink birds floating <laughs> around him while he's hallucinating in the middle of state. Like, no. So we move on from one of the silliest parts of the episode to, I feel, one of the most serious parts of the episode. Captain Sindula find out that her droid is being messed with. She takes yeah. it to the extreme. She totally pulled the mama bear card. I know if something like that happened to one of my siblings and I, my mom would go, totally go ballistic. Besides blowing up the ship in cold blood, because they could have escaped. They had Chopper back. They could have escaped. They did not have to destroy that ship. They had the codes. They could have left. No, they have to risk Chopper. She risked Chopper in order to blow up that ship. You know, she knows what she's doing, but then at the end, she's like, is Chopper going to be all right? Yeah, yeah. Like, she was going to sacrifice Chopper, just like she was going to sacrifice Sabine. I think that Captain Sindula turns into General Sindula, and she may be the only one left after she sacrifices the rest of her team for the rebellion. (laughs) Probably. One last thing that really jumped out to me here was a comment that Wedge made at the end. Uh, Wedge went on this mission basically because he didn't know any better. Uh, He didn't realize what he was signing up for, as it were. And he goes, I'm done with droids. From now on, I fly solo. That stabbed me. Now, you guys probably have no idea why. But in Legends, his droid was known as Minoc, and he later changed his name to Gate when Minoc started glitching out, and he had to. Ch- but he's always had Gate with him. Like he he had his own R two. Like Luke had his R two, and now he's like, I'm done with droids. I, I I hope that's just a throwaway statement. Or do you guys think like he's legit? Like he's not ever gonna fly with a droid? Yeah. Whenever you whenever you just brought. Whenever you brought that up right now, I just thought like, oh, I thought that was just a throwaway thing that he just said just to like, yeah. just to make a point at the end. But um, I don't know, maybe <laughs> now that you like say it, I think he's it was just a throwaway statement. I don't think he was like legit meaning it. Super serious. I'm gonna have to go back and look at episode four to see if he has the astromech droid in the back of his x-wing because he may not i'm just gonna go with you guys that is a throwaway line i'm walking away from the ledge i'm okay now <laughs> i'm all fine <laughs> can't mess with the legends too much i don't think feloni feloni embraces the expanded universe he embraces well it's legends now he embraces those things he wants to bring those things into canon so i don't see him disrespecting legends like that i think that maybe it is a throwaway line and probably next season Wedge will have, he'll have droids around him like Chewbacca will have porgs around him. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he had an R2 unit with him when he was flying on the Death Star, so I think we're okay. We're gold. Let's do the one through tens. Uh, let's, uh, I, I think I'll start it off this time. Barrett, you did it last time. I wanted to say for me, because the humor was so strong, because I actually know Steven Stanton, I always get a kick out of any time he gets to do a role. I, I'll give this one a high nine. The, the humor on this was on point. The peril for me was Chopper. The peril for me was the fact that half the information from the ghost got into Imperial hands. And then, of course, like you said, when they surged that power all the way back to them all and it was like oh my god did we just fry out chopper as well like he's a lightsaber crystal focusing the power uh so for me it was a a strong nine i really enjoyed it i really liked it too so i think i'm gonna also go with a nine i thought eh, it was it was a it was an all right episode i felt like it wasn't that good I, i i felt like it wasn't as good as the last you're right the humor was definitely on point and ap was always cracking jokes and it got a couple laughs out of me i'd probably give it like a seven a seven and a half. 
I don't know. I, I, I felt like it didn't do too much to the series. And I don't know if that scene at the end with AP5 should should lower my score or raise it. I, I, I have mixed opinions on that. I think all of you are hallucinating like AP5 to give this anything above a 5. I mean, I think this is the <laughs> first actual filler episode of the season. Unless they use those codes. Those codes are supposed to be used for an attack on Lethal. That's specifically what they said for these codes. Besides the... I mean, I cannot let it go that AP5 was singing. There's no precedent <laughs> for a droid to hallucinate and sing. Okay, so that is hard for me to let go, man. It really hard is. stop! And I, um... It really is. Let me just say, I read captions, like, on... On on the episode, yeah, we play we play everything with our captions on. Exactly, so nice. I'm just like a nerd like that. So whenever I saw the musical notes around his lines before he said it, I was just like, Jesus Christ! How how? Oh my God! That was the time where I I almost <laughs> wanted him to suffocate in space after him singing like that. Oh man! I mean, I could give it a six because I like AP Five. He showed that his leadership wedge is not impressing me right now. Which is kind of scaring me because he's supposed to be one of the yeah. best pilots in the rebellion, and he seems kind of aloof to the whole rebellion thing. Hera's scaring me. She's ready to sacrifice. This is the second member of her team that she's ready to sacrifice for the mission. Who's next? I did not find the controller's character model to be that interesting. You know, for some reason, when you look at Lobot, you want to know his story. You know, Lobot is cool. Maybe Billy D. Williams had something to do with that, him hanging out with Lando. This guy just didn't look cool, man. He just kind of looked like... He reminded me of all the nerds who just talk mess online. You know what I mean? That you don't like at the at, at the conventions. That's who he reminded me Nerds! You know what I mean? Someone who kind of knows it all. You know? And maybe he, that's what he was supposed to remind me of. I don't know. I give it a solid six. So that about wraps up this episode of The Padawan's Perspective. We'd like to thank you and everyone out there who joined us today for coming in and giving us a listen. You can find our episodes directly on the Star Wars Report website, Second Airborne Division Network, at www.starwarsreport.com. Now, before we go, we wanted to mention to you our Audible trial. If you go to www.audibletrial.com slash Report, you get a free trial run of audible.com to see what they're all about. Audible has more than 100,000 titles for you to explore, titles from the Star Wars expanding universe or any other genre all without risk of being stuck with the book you flat out hate because audible members they can exchange any book within 12 months that's one year with no questions asked so in this digital age if you're thinking of making that switch from the page to the audiobook audible just might be right for you so for the padawan's perspective this has been mark hey barrett and pharaoh so until next time i'm sure everything will go horribly Thank you for listening wrong. to our show for more content please like our facebook and twitter pages Theme song by Subconscious Tunes. Announcements by Brock. Sponsored by War Machine Marketing. Remember, you can find the Padawan Perspective and all the Star Wars Report Second Airborne Podcasts at www.starwarsreport.com. Ba 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 
so now Taylor, give me your phone. I'm going. I'm going to tweet Stanton. I'll find out. Yeah. Oh, you got a, a line to Stanton, huh? I've got. Yeah, I got a line on Stanton. Actually, I'm, I'm going to do it from the Star Wars Report account. We're here, I'll do that. Yeah, you might as well. While you're at it, ask him if he wants to this. come on the show. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, while you're ask at him that. It. Okay. So while you're but doing yeah. that, I'm going to move on. Okay. Okay. I watch it. It's like your sibling and stuff trying to like talk bad about like one of your parents or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> you're like uh, come on. And they're like, no, stop. And then you go, they go into the bathroom and then your other sibling walks in and they're like, they're like, oh, what amazing thinking. And then the other ones are like, what are you doing? I'm trying to take a piss. And like, pressure from like the episode. He said he wouldn't let me off that easy, but. Uh, I have the toxic. Um, I watch it. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh crap! What is it? So till next time, every I'm. Oh, uh, it doesn't say there. <laughs> so till next next time, I'm sure everything will go really wrong. Oh my god! I haven't deleted that. <laughs> do one more time. Do one more time. <laughs> We were literally just listening to the yeah. movie where she Oh my did god, that. it was so freaking funny. I I was uh yeah, I'll talk, talk to you in a minute. All right. Here we are with Jane and Sophia, my 5-year-old daughter, the little Jedi Padawan extraordinaire, our <laughs> youngling, mind you. Say hi, Jaina. Hi. All right, we're here talking about Double Agent Droid and Jaina's perspective on it, the youngling's perspective. So what did you think of that episode? It was good. It was good. What was your favorite part? I don't know. You don't know? Did you like the droids singing in space at the end? Kind of. Kind of. You were more like Baron. Didn't care for that. What about Chopper? You saw that Chopper was, when he was painted a different color, he was different. What did you think of that? He was being kind of evil. He's being kind of evil? Yeah. Why was he being evil, do you know? Because there, there were people inside him. There were people inside him, and what were they doing? They were trying, they were all trying to, to take over with him. They were. They were trying to take over him, huh? And who they recognized thought- that he was bad? Who saw that he was a bad guy and stopped him? Um, Hera. Hera. What happened when Hera found out? She was super duper angry. (laughs) Super duper angry. (laughs) Yes, she was. Did she get revenge? Did Did she get the guy back for taking control of her droid? No. No? She didn't blow up the ship? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. She was a mad mama, huh? She was mad, 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 mad. And was Chopper okay when it was all done, or was Chopper hurt? Chopper was hurt, and then he was okay. 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 And what about AP5 when we saw him floating away? Did you think he was going to be lost in space? Yeah. Did that make you sad, or did you not care? That made me a little sad. A little sad, but you're kind of like, ah, he's a smart mouth droid. We don't need him around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did you like his song? What song? When he was holding on to that little that little nebra or whatever little it was. The little... Maybe it's a bird. It was like a bird, a pink yeah. bird? Yeah, yeah. Did you was... like that part? I loved that part. That was a good part? Yeah. Uh, okay. Were you glad that they came back for him? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say overall? Was this a good episode, bad episode, or an okay episode? It was a kind of good episode. kind of good. But I didn't like when Sabine was not in there. You don't, So Sabine wasn't in this episode either, and that did not make you happy. I was frustrated. You were? Yeah, because I love Sabine, and now I can't see her in any episode. Oh, uh, well, you know what? What? Soon she's coming back. She's going to be back and focusing really heavy in the next few episodes. Daddy, Does that make you excited? Daddy. Don't worry about your pants. Does that make you excited that Sabine's coming back, though? Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. super duper happy because I love Sabine. And I excited that she's coming back, but she's always been in every show, but now today she didn't. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you had to say one being the worst and ten being the best, what number would you say this episode was for you? Good or bad. Yeah, good or bad. What do you, What would you say? Ten is the best. What number would you say it was? Twenty. You would say it's twenty? Well, that sounds like you enjoyed Twi- it quite a bit. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. That sounds like a solid five in my book. All right, so Jana, go ahead and say thank you for listening and say bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. All right, and with that, everyone, we will catch you guys next time. Bye! On the Padawan's Perspective. Bye-bye. I, I watch it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.